If you like this show and want to make your own, let me tell you about Anchor. Number one, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Now you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never heard before. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other platforms. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So it turns out, it's everything you need to make a podcast, all in one place. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to today's session. Today we are discussing, this is what a new model of governance could look like. Published by the World Economic Forum. A new governance model is crucial for our world. The primacy of society and nature needs to be at its focus instead of prioritizing the business and finance world. Global governance has an unresolved problem. Both our institutions and our leaders are no longer fit for their purpose. As the fourth industrial revolution and climate change continue to disrupt our current lives, public and corporate governance needs to change too. When the COVID-19 pandemic ends, the world will need a new governance model that differs from its predecessors in several fundamental respects. In particular, while finance, economics, and business remain vitally important, they must serve society and nature, not the other way around. In 2022, the COVID-19 pandemic and the myriad crises it spawned may finally start to recede. But even in that best case scenario, a tsunami of new challenges, from the failure of climate action to the erosion of social cohesion is within sight. Addressing them will require leaders to adopt a new, different governance model. Global governance has an unresolved problem. When our institutions are well governed, we pay little attention to them. They are simply invisible infrastructure supporting the economy and virtually all aspects of the social order. And good enough, governance in the second half of the 20th century enabled income growth and social peace. Today, however, many people have lost faith in their leaders. Faced with mounting risks, and our collective failure to address them, we have started looking for culprits. Some points the finger at inept political leaders, others blame Davos man, CEOs, 
and a desperate growing minority sees an elite conspiracy behind the current doom and gloom. The truth is more complicated. At the heart of our failure to foresee and manage global risks, not only climate change and deepening social divisions, but also the reemergence of infectious diseases, debt crises, and inadequate technology regulation, lies an unresolved problem of global governance. Our institutions at their leadership are no longer fit for purpose. The next section, three different models of governance. We tend to view history as a series of big earthquake-like events. But the degradation of global governance was mostly a case of gradual erosion. In the Governance 1.0, period immediately after World War II, both public and corporate governance were marked by the rule of the one man, the elected or unelected strong leader, and the boss. This type of leadership worked well in a society where the cost of information was high, hierarchical power and management functioned relatively smoothly, and technological and economic advances benefited almost everyone. Really. See, so he's talking about specifically coming under the rule, or as in history, they were under the rule of an elected or unelected strong leader, a boss, a despot, Anyway, the Governance 2.0 model, which emerged at the end of the 1960s, affirmed the primacy of material wealth and coincided with the rise of the economist Milton Friedman's shareholder capitalism and progressive global financialization. The new managerial class, accountable only to shareholders, reigned supreme and had global reach. And while the 2008 global financial crisis dealt governance 2.0 a serious blow, its narrow vision continued to prevail until the outbreak of the COVID-19 pandemic. The brutal social and economic shock inflicted by COVID-19 ushered in governance 3.0. I'm gonna say it again, COVID-19 ushered in governance 3.0. COVID-19 ushered in governance 3.0. So COVID-19 is a manufactured crisis that will not be allowed to go to waste as the Illuminati doctrine dictates, posits. Crisis management currently dominates decision-making, with leaders focusing on operational thinking and showing a relative disregard for possible unintended consequences. This short-term trial and error approach has led to haphazard management of the pandemic and its socio-economic fallout. So what would Governance 4.0 look like?
But when the pandemic ends, we will need a new governance model. Governance 4.0 would differ from its predecessors in several fundamental respects. First, it would replace today's short-term crisis management with long-term strategic thinking. A focus on current problems such as the pandemic, socioeconomic crises, and people's mental health must be complemented with action to tackle climate change, reverse biodiversity loss, and environmental damage caused by human activity, and address related social challenges such as involuntary migration. Second, Governance 4.0 must replace the tunnel vision and top-down approach that prevailed in the past. We live in a highly complex and interconnected world, not a linear one with few discontinuities. That also means the roles and responsibilities of each stakeholder in society must change. Business can no longer ignore its social and environmental impact, while government can no longer act as if it alone has all the answers. Third, the current emphasis on a new narrow conception of economics and short-term financial interests must cease. Instead, the primacy of society and nature must be at the core of any new governance system. Whether for business or government, finance and business are vitally important, but they must serve society and nature, not the other way around. Leaders need to become pioneers for a new age, a new age, a new age of governance. Listen to the words. Listen to the linguistics being used. Listen to the carefully chosen words being used by the World Economic Forum and the chief executive chairman and all of his subordinate councilmen and women. A new age of governance. Yes, we are talking about a Luciferian governance. We're talking about an antichrist governance. We're talking about a digital surveillance despotic dystopian godless heartless governance the world has changed and public and corporate governance must change with it today major structural shifts like the fourth industrial revolution and climate change are disrupting every industry and center of power. Technologies such as blockchain are replacing centralized and hierarchical organizations with decentralized autonomous entities. And social, economic, and digital inequities are increasing. For now, many leaders remain stuck in the shareholder capitalism mentality of governance 2.0. While some societies still favor the strongman leadership, hmm, the despotic leadership, and structure of governance 1.0. And as long as COVID-19 remains a threat 
the crisis mentality of governance 3.0 will continue to dominate boardroom and cabinet discussions. But many leaders are already thinking and acting like pioneers for a new age of governance for the Antichrist system. They include businesses or business executives advocating for environmental, social, and governance, ESG metrics, and political leaders such as French President Emmanuel Macron and Italian Prime Minister corrupt snake Mario Draghi breaking down boundaries. Macron is also a viper, a serpent, an adder, an asp, Macron said if you don't accept your gene or genetic code, gene altering genetic code injection, you are not to be considered a citizen any further. He also said that he will work with all of his might to complicate the lives of those who do not accept the big pharma inoculations of death the waxines you know waxines as in getting whacked as they use in old mafia terminology being whacked means being executed being killed being removed being eliminated well all of these SDG compliant build back better advocates are trying to shove the waxing in your arm and lay you down. So that they can begin to rapidly accelerate the rollout of the new infrastructure of globalization 4.0 and Global Governance 4.0 and the acceleration of the beast system, the fourth industrial revolution. The article ends with, above all, young people are demanding a better future. This concludes today's small session. Our World Economic Forum discussion. Till next time, Shalom Aleikum.